Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Our entertainment correspondent, Katia Woods. Katia is a contributor for the Philadelphia Tribune and the host of her own Cup of Soul show on YouTube. Hi, Katia. How you doing? I'm excellent. How are you, Tanya? I am great. I was just talking about uh, this viral video of these kids singing along to the Sexy Red song. Uh, I guess it's called Rich Baby Daddy. And it was like, you know, why would you do that? Why would you, even if you were going to do this among your friends, why would you put that out for public commentary? That's the thing that was so, uh, you know, just people couldn't understand. Among- Can we talk about it? <laughs> I think, first of all, number one, we have to be really, I as a parent think you have to be really careful when you put imaging out of your children. Exactly. Right. I, I think you have to pick and choose. Um, and number one is because you have to think to yourself, okay, not just whatever your perspective is, but how is this aid going to affect your children? We know that cyberbullying is real. We know that the internet has no chill. So if you know, if if you are asking yourself this and all of this comes to mind, then don't post that, right? right? The right. idea that you think it's cool for your kids who are of a certain age to sing along to that in which in itself is problematic. But to put it out into the world, it's just opening them up to more ridicule and other issues that make it difficult for them to function. It's not cute. That's right. why you have like R-rated movies. That's why you have things. That's why you have to be an adult to see certain things because your brain is not developed sufficient to process these things. So I think that's the problem within itself. And also, you know, I would, I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt, Sexy Red, and she would probably say that her music is not made for children. Right, right, exactly. And, you know, again, what you do in your household, it's hard because so many young people are just so uh, used to everything being displayed and recorded and all of those things. And I understand that that's the generation that they grew up in. But, you know, these are these were like four-year-olds. And I, I have to say, the little girl was talented because she had those kids <laughs> hyped up. She was baby Beyonce. But you you would have, maybe the, we can't assume that everybody thinks the same way. But once you put this online, you really uh, open up your children to being commented on. And while these kids were little, so they probably are not, you know, they they may not even read yet. I mean, but these were young kids. Uh, but just having your kid judged in that way publicly in the public square, um, that's just not cool. You got to think about what you post. That's that's what I have to say. And uh, those kinds of songs, you know, it might be silly. Oh, look at my kid singing along to this. OK, we got to turn this off. Just not 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 a good look at all. But uh, what was a good look was that Regina King appeared in public uh, for the first time since the loss of her son. And she did so to give the Governor's Award an honorary Oscar to Angela Bassett. Did you see that? What did you think? Yes, I did. Um, she did. She was out a little bit earlier, but not in that type of setting. Mm-hmm. She moderated for Ava DuVernay uh, for her film Origin. Mm. But I agree. I think that um, this was, I think also this was a great occasion 
because it allowed her to honor a friend. It wasn't like the attention wasn't on her per se. Right. She came to support a friend. It's like in a controlled environment, she can just slip in through the side door and come sit, honor her friend, sit at a table where I'm sure people are like, you know, protecting her, making sure that, and I'm also positive that the media probably was informed to say, hey, you know, uh, like we're not, don't don't even think about coming up to her, asking her about that. We're here to, to support these honorees. Right, right. But it was just, she looked fantastic. And of course, you know, we know that she's lost her son and she really did withdraw from the public eye for a good year or so. Um, as she, you know, has the obvious right to do in mourning and, and grieving her only child. Um, but it was good to see her. And it was good to see Angela Bassett getting the Oscar that she so richly deserved after so many tries with Tina Turner and with uh, Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, that finally she has an Oscar. And you know what? I don't care. I will take an honorary Oscar. They, <laughs> that to me... <laughs> Can we talk about it? I see people saying things like, oh, that's a slap in the face. Okay, here's the thing. When you go to an event to celebrate somebody, that's not the time to protest. If you can't say congratulations, and they, as the grown folks would say, just shut up and eat your food. Sit there and eat your food. <laughs> say that right. for and most importantly, that is not yours or my decision to make, because ain't nobody right us to ask us to take, if we want to take an honorary Oscar. They wrote her she embraced the invitation and the honor. And yes, we can drag the Academy tomorrow, but today we are celebrating Angela and she's getting her flowers where she's above the ground. And she very eloquently um, spoke on this in her speech about, you know, how black actresses should not feel shameful about speaking up, about asking for their just due. Mm -hmm. And that it's important because we wouldn't be standing here if the people before us didn't too push the envelope and didn't too, she gave, um, excuse me, an homage to Hattie McDaniel and the list goes on and on and also talked about the short list of black women, period, that have won and the fact that it's only been her and Cicely Tyson as far as actresses that have won an honorary one. And I also be able to remember that ceremony was created to kind of fill in the people that have fallen through the cracks. Somebody like a Gina Davis who deserves to win an award. Mm. Um, I don't know. I'm always like to think that maybe they've reached out to Glenn Close and she may have, through the personal reasons, been like, you know what? It's okay. Don't worry about it. It's not that deep for me. Right. But it is an opportunity for them. And it's a different set of people. It's the board of governors that decide who gets nominated and who gets it versus with the Oscars, where it's the actors branch that nominates the actors and the actors branch that votes for the winner. So it's two different separate voting entities that people have to understand. So you once again, we mad at the wrong people. Them people over here don't got nothing to do with what's going on over there. And it is, and again, it is just due, you know, like she said, it, she's happy that, you know, she was able to receive it while she's still of sound mind and body. That's the other thing we like to give stuff to folks when they're on their last leg and wheel them out like some show pony. Right. So she, you know what I mean? So it's, it was nice for her to be able to get her flowers, be seen and be celebrated. And she was absolutely beaming. She was absolutely happy she got her golden statue. And rightfully so. She deserves it. 
This is not like, you know, where they're giving you a different type of award. This is the same Oscar that is, and, you know, and people have won an honorary Oscar later on, won a other Oscar. So I celebrate her. I salute her. She deserves it. I love how Courtney supports her and is right there filming her moment. Mm -hmm. I love that she asked her children to stand up. Absolutely. I mean, there isn't a person in that room that doesn't believe that Angela Bassett is one of the best actresses, period. Not Black actresses, best actresses, and has elevated the craft, and she deserves her moment. Right. And the thing is, when you think about it, getting an honorary Oscar is honoring you for your entire career, not just one performance. So if people are saying, listen, your entire career is worthy of an Oscar. I think that's even more special than getting one for just one performance. Absolutely. And yeah. you can give a long acceptance speech. You don't got to be up there for 30 seconds. Her acceptance speech was 15 minutes. I was like, that's beautiful. <laughs> you know, whereas before, you, first of all, you're shocked you won. You've been practicing in front of the mirror all your life, but when you're up there looking like a deer with headlights and they're telling you you got eight seconds, it's kind of hard, right? Right. Whereas with this, able to prepare get her words together. And I'm absolutely happy for her. You know, again, you want to drag the Academy, go do that. But not at that moment where she is standing in her glory and rightfully so. Now, Katya, I hate to take the conversation down. However, I saw this ad, uh, a preview for a show that is coming to Peacock, I believe in March called From a Couple to a Thruple. And I said to myself, have we hit a new low in these reality shows? Because this show is basically people who are couples who are choosing a third person for a threesome relationship called a thruple, in case folks don't know. And this is going to be a reality show that is airing on Peacock. I mean, are they just desperate for ratings or viewers or what is going on here? This is a mess. We like the car Tanya. We like the car wreck. That's why we got the whole Zeus, the whole Zeus channel is one big car wreck. Wait, this now, is... you and I are, Yes. The one it's a we like a car wreck. We like messiness. In these dating shows, notice the stuff that thrives. Too hot to handle. Love is blind. Love is blind went from hey, we're celebrating couples that found love to being like, who's gonna be the train wreck on here? Who's gonna be the liar? Who's gonna be the person? Now, last season, we found out two people ended up married that previously dated. Now we're going, well, wait a minute. Didn't you say you vet people? Well, and then these two people, two people ended up. It's it, the messiness wins. And you and I are probably going to go, we not, I can't do it, right? I looked, I, mean, at, the, even, I looked at the I looked at the trailer. I looked at the trailer and I said, this is, I'm not a reality TV person anyway, but I looked at this trailer. Now it's actually coming February 8th to Peacock. I looked at this trailer and I said, this is a mess. This is a real mess. And the people who are involved, why, as I always say, you could never underestimate what people will do for money or fame. Because I was like, come on now. this is. There are people that have these kinds of relationships in the real world, but they just look like they took the most, I mean, of course they did take the messiest looking situations and, and just turned it up with 10 notches and, uh, you know, we <laughs> Girl, you know it is. Like, you and I ain't gonna watch it because we know we're like, we can't do it, right? But even look at The Golden Bachelor. That turned into, like, some type of soap opera, right? As long as these, first of all, they're cheap to make. Mm -hmm. Advertising is through the roof because they know people are gonna tune in. And 
watch. This is going to be running for a good five seasons. Oh my goodness. Do we not have enough reality shows? And it, it seems at this point that they're just thwarting the whole idea of people having genuine, authentic relationships just for all of this mess. It's like people in real life have messy enough relationships. We're going to throw these people on TV and make them choose someone to be in a threesome. And as it happens in real life, those threesomes often don't work out because people have jealousies and this, that, and the other. We're just going to watch this train wreck on TV. But I guess we are because it's coming February 8th on Peacock. It's on its way. Backstories. And then whatever doesn't work out or whoever the couple that it's all the way over, they're going to go on the the talk show circuit and they're going to spin that into some type of money or whatever you have there. And that's going to be the title. Remember so-and-so Susan from the triplet. <laughs> Just a, it's a hot mess. Well, Katia, we don't know if that is the binge-worthy thing for the week, but we are running out of time, so we are going to have to go. But thank you so much. Is there anything quickly that we should look for uh, coming soon that might be a little bit more edifying than from a couple to a throuple? <laughs> Well, we have True Crime coming on uh, Apple TV, but we have the Book of Clarence, which is James Samuel's follow-up to uh, The Heart of the Fall. That's coming to theaters this Friday, and it's a biblical, satirical story, and it starts um, Lakeith Stanfield, R.J. Clyder from Emergency, and he was also in The Heart of the Fall, uh, a very fun um you know, cameo from um, David Oyelo as John the Baptist. So it is a very interesting take on the story of Jesus and 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 all types of stuff. And you're going to see a lot of people that you know in this movie. And I, it's hard to describe. You kind of got to see it. But only a person like James Samuel could come up with something like that. And again, Jay Z is producing on is a producing partner on this, and it's uh, Sony, and it comes out this Friday. So if you want to see something completely different that you can't really put into words, but you know, it's just a good time. Go check out the Book of Clarence. Well, thank you so much, Katia. And we will see you next week with more of the drama and uh, hi, uh, <laughs> more of the drama and some of the good parts of entertainment. Thank you so much, as always. You're welcome. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 